last day of March the 31st in the year of our Lord 2020, and we're going to be taking a look at the hymn selected for this coming Sunday, and I'm Tom Baker, and with me is my good friend Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good to hear your voice. And good to hear your voice, not coughing anymore too much, eh? No, that's right. I'm pretty well over my cold and uh, doing much better. Excellent. I just well, wish we could be there. I, we, I wish we could be personally together, you know, I mean, instead of by phone. We are personally together. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's actually two hymns for this coming Sunday, because this coming Sunday, although it's called Palm Sunday, is also the Passion of Our Lord with a really long reading for the gospel with Jesus on the cross. So they've made this uh, for this particular year of readings about the crucifixion rather than his entrance into Palm Sunday. So the hymn we thought we should look at, we agreed to, is A Lamb Goes Uncomplaining Forth. So, without further ado, will you read the first stanza? A lamb goes uncomplaining forth, the guilt of sinners bearing, and laden with the sins of earth, none else the burden sharing. Goes patient on, grows weak and faint, to slaughter led without complaint, that spotless life to offer. He bears the stripes, the wounds, the lies, the mockery, and yet replies, all this I gladly suffer. So this is really a powerful hymn. Yeah, it really talking is. Talking about what we have in this uh, season of Lent leading up to next week is Holy Week, of course. Yeah, and I'm still w working with four congregations and sending them not only a sermon, uh, we're doing a Bible study, and we're also doing some video. The thing that I'm having trouble with is there are some people that don't have a computer. And oh, uh, so what we're trying to do is do something that they can pick up over the phone. And my son Luther helped me with that last night. I'm working on a uh, project so they can actually make a phone call and and listen. But What's the most important point you would say in this particular stanza? Well, I think there's a lot. Uh, and laden with the sins of earth. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to compare it with the old Lutheran hymnal, uh, which which has the, the guilt of all men bearing. Uh, that's, of course, that was changed to make it a little bit make it open to both genders, of course, uh, the guilt of sinners bearing, and yet it goes on to explain that, and laden with the sins of the earth. You know, he bore all the sins, the sins of the whole world, the sins of the, the sins of the whole earth, and the sins of all time. Every single sin, in fact, the, the, the sins of people, the last sin that will be committed on the face of this earth before he comes, that too was laid upon him, all sins. Yeah, well said. In fact, the, the thing that really strikes me, um, and you just wonder how this can occur, 
is when it says that none else the burden sharing goes patient on, grows weak and faint to slaughter, led without complaint. And he bears the stripes, the wounds, the lies, the mockery, and yet replies. Now, the last phrase is Jesus speaking. Right. All this I gladly suffer. Now, is there any biblical evidence for that? Well, I think it's the verse we talked about, I think, last week. Uh, for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Uh, you know, I've always been told that uh, when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and uh, the Father answered his prayers by, by sending an angel to strengthen yes. him. And I've been told that one of the one of the ways that the angel the angel strengthened the Lord Jesus was to set before him all the earth and to show him all of these people will be redeemed. The scoundrels, even the scoundrels of history, will be redeemed by your cross. And uh, you know that's what he came to do. That that's what he was sent uh, to do, as this hymn even says. He was sent to send the. Uh, sent to suffer the sins of the whole world, even the the darkest, deepest sins, the sins that we don't even talk about or, or don't share. All of those sins were laid upon him. And he gladly, you know, for, for the joy set before him endured the cross, g- gladly knowing that all people would be redeemed by his redemptive act on the cross. Yes. In fact, that uh, verse is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It says, uh, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. That's really important. And is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So the King James has looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith instead of perfecter. And I think that's quite correct that we not only are begun in the faith through faith in Jesus Christ, but we finish our life here. In the uh, newspaper today, there was a funeral at Jefferson Barracks. Uh, They don't have any trumpets. They don't have the the normal. There were only about three or four people there as they buried a soldier who had died from this uh, uh, Chinese illness. Yeah, I, in fact, I officiated at a committal at a graveside service out there at Jefferson Barracks uh, two weeks ago yesterday. Little did I know that that and they, to the contrary, they had the the honor guard, the firing of the the guns, and. Uh, yep. The folding of the flag. Little did I know that that would be one of the last ceremonies like that out there uh, before all of this shutdown occurred, where uh, ceremonies and the like are really limited. Yeah, we haven't even talked that much about the author. Uh, Have you ever heard of Paul Gerhardt? Oh, yeah, big hymn writer. Isn't he the one that wrote... You know, if I remember right, he went through a lot of sorrow. I think uh, yes. war, plague, 
I think he lost a number of members of his families, and yet he could still, if I'm not mistaken, I think he still wrote that hymn, Now Thank We All Our God. Yes. I believe that's one of his hymns. Yes. I, Great I think you're right there. But that's what the Reformers did in those days. They really knew that the only hope and comfort they had was dealing with Jesus Christ. Yeah. In, in our hymnal, let's see, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There's 16 hymns by Paul Gerhardt. Yeah. And you know All those right, words, you know those words, the finisher of our faith. You said you prefer that yes. rather than the perfecter of the finisher of our faith. You know, you can't help but remember the words that he spoke on the cross. One of the last words, it is finished. Redemption yes. is accomplished. That's right. That's, that's good. Uh, tracing back to the cross. You can't talk about Jesus without talking about the cross. Uh, yesterday on issues, etc., I did the Sunday school lesson and Todd made a number of points. And one of them was that this is probably the most important event in the history of the world. Had the cross not occurred, uh, the, uh, I tell you, the death of Jesus wouldn't have meant much at all. No, that's right. Stanza two. This lamb is Christ, the soul's great friend. The Lamb of God, our Savior, whom God the Father chose to send to gain for us his favor. Go forth, my son, the Father said, and free my children from their dread of guilt and condemnation. The wrath and stripes are hard to bear, but by your passion they will share the fruit of your salvation." So what is this guilt and condemnation that we have been spared from? Well, of course, the, the guilt has been put away. We've been pronounced uh, not guilty. Uh, of course, our, our conscience still bothers us. And, uh, and in fact, the devil, the devil whispers in our ear, you know, what, what kind of a, a believer, what kind of a Christian do you really think you are? Look at all your sins. But all of that, Jesus has pronounced us not guilty. That's what's important. What's really important, you know, it's like that passage, uh, who shall lay any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. When God justifies us, that is it. I mean, our, our, uh, our, our guilt is, we're pronounced not guilty. As guilty as we may be, we're pronounced not guilty. God is looking at us through the righteousness of Christ, and he sees not a sinner but a saint from his perspective. Yeah, the CPH Sunday School material we talked about yesterday had an item that you could do in your Sunday School class. I said you have to do it safely. You give a piece of paper to the children when they come to Sunday School, and they are to write down a sin. It doesn't necessarily be a sin they do, but any sin. Then you put those papers in a bowl. And later in the class, to make the point of what Jesus did, you put a match to those papers and burn them until they turn to ash. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that, that uh, exercise or that, uh, that illustration done differently. I've even, I've, I've even heard it where you, you take those sins and you uh, thumbtack them to a cross. Yeah, yes. I, I've, heard, I've heard that done. That's another, another way of, you, you can illustrate that. 
Right. Jesus took all little, those sins upon himself. For little children, you need to have some way, some diagram, some illustration to help make it clear. And you see, the Lamb is Christ the soul's great friend. He's the friend even of unbelievers. That's right. For yeah, example... In fact, in fact, remember Judas, when he came to Gethsemane to, to betray our Lord. Remember what Jesus said to him? Friend, what for art thou come? What have oh, you come good to point. do? He called and him I a friend, Judas. That. Yes. He was his. He was Jesus. Was his truest friend, even to the very end. He just couldn't couldn't believe it. Couldn't accept it. Well, I just was reading again in the paper this morning that there are people who take groceries to individuals. In fact, I'm checking on doing that myself because Uber is kind of low in driving right now. People aren't going anywhere. That I would go to either Deerberg's or Schnooks and pick them up. Well, there's this driver now who was found to have the coronavirus. And so they're checking with all the places that he left groceries uh, off to make sure they're okay. Because remember, if he touched the bags of groceries that could be transmitted that disease uh, within a day or two, if other people touch the same place. Yeah, so those are really careful. Yes. Stanza I I three, had, please. What's it? Number three? Okay. Yeah. Yes, Father, yes, most willingly, I'll bear what you command me. My will conforms to your decree. I'll do what you have asked me. O oh, wondrous love, what have you done? The Father offers up his Son, desiring our salvation. Oh, love, how strong you are to save. You lay the one into the grave who built the earth's foundation. Yeah, that's really some very good language. Yes. There's no Powerful. doubt about that. Um, I don't think we have the translator who did this. It's not our favorite translator, but... Um, Wolfgang, Wolfgang, no, that's the tomb. Right. No, we don't. We're not given the translator. Yes. But be that as it may, there's some really wonderful words here, much like the last hymn we did last week. Notice that the Father sends his Son desiring our salvation, hoping for our salvation, planning for our salvation. And that decision was made from before the foundation of the world. Yes. And isn't it interesting? It's an interesting verse because it, it, you, you, have, you have the conversation between the Father and the Son. Jesus says, yes, Father, yes, most willingly, I'll bear what you command me. My will conforms to your decree. I'll do what you have asked me. And then the remark, this is a comment on, on that great act of love. Oh, wondrous love, what have you done? Here the Father offers up his Son. Desiring yes. our salvation, the world of sinners. Oh, love, how strong you are to save. You lay the one. And the one, one is capitalized there. You're, you know, it's talking, it's talking about Jesus. You lay the one into the grave, the very one who built the earth's foundation, the creator. 
Yeah, I've had, um, it was Martin Charlemagne in one of the greatest sermons I ever heard. It was at the end of a 10-week course on the Passion, and uh, he was talking about this section, and it was interesting what he said here in connection with Jesus being the world's creator, that number one, he had created the plants with the thorns that were put into his head. He had created the trees with the wood upon which he was crucified. He had uh, created the metal uh, which was placed into his hands and feet. Uh, and, he, and he went through the various things that caused Jesus to suffer. And can you imagine when Jesus was creating them that he realized that they would be used against him to lead to his death? Yeah, I remember that sermon. In fact, I've got I've got a copy of it in my files, and I think he also talked about the 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 oceans, the streams, the rivers uh, would have would have longed to to give him uh, to assuage his thirst as he hung on the cross. And they were told to they were told to hang back. Right, that's right. As were also the angels. Yes. So that. He really suffered alone because of that statement uh, he makes, my God, my God, why have you forsaken, forsaken me? Right. And, and that's how far he went because that was the real pain of hell that we should have had, that God would have forsaken us. But instead, Jesus becomes our substitute in that he is forsaken in our place. And that's what the purpose of the cross is all about. All right, would you read stanza four, please? Lord, when your glory I shall see and taste your kingdom's pleasure, your blood my royal robe shall be, my joy beyond all measure. When I appear before your throne, your righteousness shall be my crown. With these I need not hide me, and there in garments richly wrought, as your own bride shall we be brought to stand in joy beside you. Yes, I'm going to be answering a question on Friday I got from one of our listeners about that curtain that tore in two in the temple. And the thing that I, uh, in doing some research, I didn't realize that it took over a hundred men to deal with that curtain. It was so heavy. It was very heavy. Thick. I've heard and, it even, you know, with, with the folds in it and everything, it was about six inches thick, I've heard some say. Yes. Which is hard to imagine. And do you recall what was embroidered on it? A cherubim. Isn't that something? Yes. The angel, the angel guards the gate no more. To God our thanks we pray. That that angel that was standing at the gate of the Garden of Eden is no longer keeping us from God's God's righteousness. We can go directly. Christ by His cross enables us to go directly to God through Him. Yeah, the I angel, have a little. The angel different guards under- the gate no more. I have a little different understanding of that is that the angel meant that God was in the Holy Holies. 
so that when the court curtain tore, it's not that anybody could go into the Holy of Holies. It was that God came out of the Holy of Holies. In fact, very similar to the Babylonian captivity, where when the Babylonians went to destroy the temple, it says the spirit left the Holy of Holies and went up on the mountain. And that's the same thing that happened in uh, Jesus' crucifixion, that Jesus, therefore, becomes the Holy of Holies. And that's how we see God enter into his presence, and he enters into us, uh, particularly through uh, baptism. That's right. We become, uh, you know, by his grace, we now become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, the now, temple, temple had served its purpose, and it would be destroyed in uh, 70, is it 70 AD? That's correct. Yeah. By the Romans, yes. Uh, torn down. Now, what color is the robe we're wearing in heaven? White. Then how do you understand your blood, my royal robe, shall be? Well, I think of that that other familiar hymn, wash your robes and make them white. You will walk with God in light. Yes, and we wash them in what? In the blood of Jesus. The blood of the Lamb. That's right. And so that's why their purity, and that's really, really important to understand, that uh, talking to one of our listeners uh, yesterday, uh, she had not realized that at this time she is wearing the robe of righteousness. And I said to her, if you were not wearing the robe of righteousness, the pastor could not give you the Lord's Supper. That's right. And that robe and, was placed upon us in baptism. Yes. Yes. Uh, the two gifts that Peter talks about in Acts 2, you'll receive the gift of the remission of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will not be housed in that which is not righteous. So that is that robe of righteousness, which, by the way, is mentioned in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, so that when you wonder, am I righteous enough that heaven will be my home, it's not due through your works. This is a great law and gospel teaching. It's not because of our obedience to the law, but instead to that glorious exchange that you mentioned earlier, where God takes our sins and gives us his righteousness. Yeah, in fact, maybe we should clarify a little, Tom. Does that robe of righteousness come only at baptism? It certainly comes with the baptism of infants, of course, already even then. That little infant wears the robe of righteousness through baptism. But let's say an adult who believes he has not yet been baptized. He has every intention of being baptized later on, but he's not baptized yet. Does he, does he too wear that robe of righteousness if he believes in Jesus by the power of the gospel? Well, we'd have to have a Bible verse to back that up. Do you have any? None comes to mind right now. I, there may be one. But well, I let me uh, tell you the one. Okay. And your wife, Sarah, is going to have a baby, even though she's 65 years old. 
Abraham believed. There you go. And what? That's, and, and it was counted to him as righteousness. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He wasn't yet baptized. That's right. <laughs> yeah, good point. Excellent point. That's a comforting so, verse. You know, that's a comforting verse to give an adult who believes and not yet, you know, he, he has an intention of being baptized, but he hasn't been baptized yet. He, too, bears the robe of righteousness. It's, it's accounted to him as righteousness by faith. Good point. And that's why baptism is so important, because apart from baptism, you have to rely on your faith. And yeah. boy, who wants to rely on their faith? Because they see sin more than they say, see belief, and they wonder, am I really saved? But in baptism, God promises to give you that faith, which includes the forgiveness of sins and the robe of righteousness. So that's the new covenant that Jesus inaugurated and which is fulfilled with the Lord's Supper. Yeah. How are yeah. you feeling these days in light of the fact that you may not be preaching during Holy Week or have the opportunity to do so? Do you really miss that? Yeah, I did. You know, one, one thing I did, uh, you know, my favorite movie about Christ is uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. And I sat down and I watched all six hours of that the other day. And I'll tell you, that's a moving film. That sure is. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Mark Smith, in helping us understand the Lamb goes uncomplaining forth. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we're going to be doing a Bible passage again that will be connected to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Till then, God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.